This is the second to last episode of the year, and I would say it follows last year's format. Yes. Yeah. But, like, I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat even more, though. (laughs) Which is to say, if you don't recall, that the second to last is when nearly all the mysteries come out. So much wild, wild shit happens. Mm -hmm. And, And maybe if this trend holds true, the next episode will be all about the fallout which is its own wild, wild shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's still a lot of questions to be answered. That is true. That's right. We are a Riverdale recap podcast, and we are here talking about Chapter 34, Judgment Night by Shepard Boucher, directed by Sherry Nolan. Unless it is called Judgment Day, I don't think it is. And last week, I said it was called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. So who knows? Yeah, that's a completely different episode name. Mm -hmm, Did mm -hmm. they just change it all of a sudden? Original sources said Killing of a Sacred Deer. Some things, like if you look up the uh, extended trailer when it went up on the CW's YouTube page, Uh say Judgment Day. But the most recent things, including the official show Twitter announcing like, hey, the episode's on in two hours, we're calling it Judgment Night. I don't know. I, apparently there were some drafts involved, revisions. I think we need a segment at the end of this episode talking about how those titles play into this episode. <laughs> Between the two judgment titles, the entire thing happens in a night. So, like, yeah. it's more literally applicable. But yeah, let's start <laughs> at the top with no narration from our good boy Jug. No. Because we are going right back to where we ended last week. In Media Res with the Black Hood attacking Cheryl in Thornhill. Run, Cheryl, run! The Black Hood has a giant axe and is just like trying to axe at her. She's running through the house and she goes and like locks herself in the bedroom and he's like, I'm gonna axe this door. And of course it is the perfect shining uh, uh, tribute shot with the, the camera tracking with the axe head on the swing. Uh-huh. As you would expect. Yes. You cannot axe a door any other way. Not on film you can. Not since, well, I- not since Stanley Kubrick passed that law, I guess. <laughs> And uh, as the Black Hood is busy doing that, Cheryl is busy jumping out a window. That's right. He, he, he goes outside and is all like, where'd you go? And she has gotten her bow and arrows. And, <laughs> and, and her hunting cape. And her hunting cape, which is very <laughs> she, red. She uh, had a costume change. The, the red works the same way that like bright orange does for hunting. You, yeah, yeah. You know where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, she had time to apparently put this on. And uh, she, she, she tells him to run whilst he still can. She uses the word whilst. Okay, well, and this was my girl. She shot a, a, a warning arrow That's at him, right? Yes, and, and she said that she only misses when she means to, and then she shoots again and hits him in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then the black hood runs off because he's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> she's got weapons. They never have weapons." So she immediately calls and reports this to her uh, father murder best friend. Uh-huh, Betty. That, that, you know, Black Hood attacked me, and, uh, of course, Betty's like, well, was my dad? Well, waistline says yes, I don't know, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna track him, 
And be warned, he's a maimed animal, so he will attack back. Yeah. But but Cheryl can track things. Let's talk about this, how she yes. has tracker skills. <laughs> she can smell his blood on the wind. She won a lot of, like, hunting awards. Does she have a lot yeah. of, like, trophies? As a kid, when she made her first kill, her father made her eat the heart while it was still beating. Yeah. It's that kind of family. Ah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jughead and the, the serpents are carrying bloody fangs into the the hospital where a nurse is like, just a minute, just a minute. And Jughead's like screaming at him, no, he's bleeding, he's dying, he's been shot. Like, you gotta wait your turn. And then a doctor's like, no, this kid's dying, everyone come help me. Yeah, as, as they body slam him onto a gurney. And, and as soon as that's taken care of, like... Jughead's, like, ready to, like, run off and and seek revenge and do things. And, and he's not the only one. Like, everybody is on a mission at all times. This is a... Yes. This is a relentless 45 minutes. Yes. But FP's like, no, we got, we got to be here. We got to talk to his family. You got a job. You got to do your leader. <laughs> so much of it is about grooming Jughead for his position yeah. at the head of the serpents. Yeah. Over at the register, Alice gets a call from Betty. Um, Betty's like, is dad there? Like, what's going on? You gotta leave. Also, is he? does he happen to be bleeding a lot is from he, the shoulder? Is, is Just, he bleeding? Is he okay? I don't know. Just wondering. But no, Hal, Hal is out covering the riots. Naturally. Alice uh, says that, you know, she's not going anywhere because if it bleeds, it leads. And let and me she tell has you, stories to write. She is spoiled for choice for tonight's edition. Everyone's bleeding. Yeah, there there is a riot. Everything's on fire. Any external shots, they're just random small fires. I don't yeah. know what. What are all these people burning? Over at the Andrews household, Fred's like, hey, Veronica, hanging out in my son's room. Where's my son? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we, I'm waiting for him to come back so we can have sex. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he finished and I didn't, so I'm being very patient. <laughs> or Archie, Kevin, and Moose are together. Archie tells them about how um, Reggie had a gun so and that- the serpents are all going to be after him because they think- he shot fangs, although Archie knows he did not shot fangs. Yes, so, uh, apparently, according to Archie, that he he tackled Reggie and the gun the gun they had did not go off, and it was before the gun went off, and that shot came from somewhere else. Yeah, um, which is not how last week's director made it look. No, but whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not how Gregory Smith made it look. Sorry, Ephraim, but you got retconned. Well, I think that was the plan, though. I yeah, think it was yeah. supposed to look like I, it, like ambiguous to which one, but like... I think they threw the new kid under the bus. It's sabotage. <laughs> Andre shows up. Andre, who does not look like Andre, but is, I guess, Andre. <laughs> the most forgettable face on Riverdale, Andre. <laughs> I was like, is that... For all I know, him? there are indeed 3,000 Andres. Well, so what we don't know is that's, like, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> but they just keep forgetting he has a different name, so they just keep calling him Andre. And he's like, it's close enough. Whatever. Fine, whatever. My um, name's Alex. It's like how I keep letting that lady in the park call me Elaine. Because <laughs> I'm just like, uh, we're at the point where I can't correct you. I, and I'm just I know fine. what you mean. Whatever. Okay. 
but Andre comes to pick up Veronica. Well, well, Hiram is is getting Hermione over to the register because they need to make an announcement. Yeah, the pieces are coming together. Mysterious, mysterious things we are saying. <laughs> Hermione's even like, "What are these mysterious things you're talking about? I'm getting suspicious." So way, way back when, when Archie was inducted into the family, uh-huh. and we learned that Agent Adams was just a capo and this was a test, yeah. and Archie sees that the real head of the family is Hermione, I guess that was just a big old lie for Archie's sake. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hermione doesn't know shit. She doesn't know shit at all. Uh, spec over at the hospital... Uh, the new sheriff shows up, and he's just an asshole, mm-hmm, in case mm-hmm. we didn't, we forgot. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he's there, and of course, like, shouldn't you be out looking for the person that shot Fangs? Uh, and then, of course, like, trying to throw blame back on Jughead, that, like, he's involved with it, and then, like, on FP, and FP's like, well, you would have done your job! This wouldn't have happened. Well, I can arrest you! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, go, go police things. Go. Why are you here? There's a thousand people doing some form of property crime or another, and one attempted murderer. Yeah, I'm like, why are why you are there? You here? Fangs isn't going to give a statement. He's in surgery right now. Also, you send, like, the intern cop to do that. <laughs> Whatever that would be called. I don't know. Deputies. Deputy? But that that's like... You said Barney Fife. Yeah. 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 So, so hey, Andy. Jughead rushes out. Meanwhile, uh, Reggie is calling up Hiram like, hey, they all think I shot him. Things are bad. And Hiram's just like, ha, fuck you. Sucks to be you, douchebag. Peace out. He actually laughs at him when he hangs up. It's beautiful. I can't help you. Ha ha ha. It's my favorite Hiram moment. So Veronica's going by in her limo, driven by... Andre mm-hmm. on Andrew driven and by Big A, Big A, and she sees Mrs. Clump just like wandering around like In riots days, and so stops and like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Uh, and she says, I may have killed that boy. <laughs> so the the mystery of the shooter is open and shut. This is one of those thousand mile an hour episodes. Mrs. Clump tried to get revenge on her daughter's accused killer. And shot him. And uh, Veronica, making a wonderful choice, takes her to the cops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she wants to get one of those, like, shiny sticker badges when you do a tour in sixth grade. (laughs) Well, you know how, like, so often you're like, why are you doing this thing you're doing to, like, all the characters? Like, don't go, don't, don't answer the door. Don't go in there. Like, Yes, yeah, thank actually. you for taking her to the cops. Do that, yeah. That is what you are supposed to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, during this, we're getting Archie calling Jughead like, hey, you gotta call off your serpents, mm-hmm. like Reggie didn't do it. And then Jughead gives uh, Archie an update on where they're going, what, like, oh, they're, they're going to the school, better, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're coordinating how yeah. they're going to defuse this situation. Yes, they're, they're, they're trying to do it. They're being buddies. Uh, so meanwhile, Hermione is over at the register with Alice and Betty, and her announcement is that they are offering a bounty of a million dollars to anyone who can deliver the Black Hood alive or preferably dead. You can't do that. You're just putting out a hit on someone. 
in, in broad daylight, that's a crime. You're doing a crime. You can't say preferably. You can't even say dead. I don't know if you can put out a bounty for a living person. I mean, that's just a reward for information, I guess. But you can't ask someone to do murders. It's wrong. And then, like, have the sheriff actually making <laughs> photocopies for you. <laughs> Like the the lead story of all the lead stories, this is going to be a very cluttered page one on the register, should be mayoral candidate confesses to murder conspiracy to us. Uh, yeah. Uh, and of course, Betty's like, wait, this isn't like legal. Like, Thank you, Betty Cooper. Also, like the Black Hood did not shoot fangs. He wasn't there. No one saw him. And then Alice is like, Betty, sit down. Stop defending murderers. Come on. <laughs> it's like you don't want blood running in the streets or something. I raised you better than this. During this, Cheryl calls Betty mm-hmm. uh, from the forest where she's tracking the Black Hood. And he's like, oh, he's, he's on his way. He's going to these houses. Yes. One might be yours. He, she's found that distinctive uh, Cooper family dung that shows he's <laughs> spooked. Because so, the Black Hood's worried, and so yes. he just had to stop and take a shit. He's a wounded animal. He's running on instinct. And apparently he did not read the book How to Shit in the Woods, and he doesn't know how to properly cover up his shit in the woods. What is he, a bear? Apparently, because he just leaves it lying around. <laughs> Leave no trace, Black Hood. Leave no trace. <laughs> yes, your your number one crime was that you did not leave only footprints. <laughs> she probably found, like, a gum wrapper, and she's like, Yes! Let me smell the wind that way. Mmm, maple syrup flavor. He's close. Black Hood's definitely a cinnamon gun gum guy. <laughs> That's why they call him Big Red. Oh my god, Archie's the Black Hood. <laughs> While Cheryl is giving directions to, to say that he's headed in a direction that might be toward her home. Yeah. She says the Black Hood went beyond the pines. Yeah. Does Betty live in the place beyond the pines? Yes. <laughs> yes, she does. So, so we're going from Betty Cooper to Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted to get that yeah. on the record. Yeah. So Archie, Moose, and Kevin are at the school. Then they're all like, okay, we got to protect our school. It's our school. Let's gear up, boys. And they grab, like, baseball bats and golf clubs and stuff. So in order to protect their school from getting smashed, they then smash their school. So they can get stuff. And at least the, yeah. the lockers for the, the sports equipment. Uh, and this, they're interrupted by Veronica calling to be like, hey, Mrs. Clump shot fangs. Gotta play this <laughs> round of telephone. Just so you know, the cops got her. Which is also when Veronica finds out about this uh, ransom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then her mother's trying to turn the place into Gotham. Uh, but at the school, the, the serpents are... are Throwing stuff everywhere. They're dumping trash cans, and, and they're planning to boin it, because Sweet Pea has a, a sore spot. He's he's wounded. Yeah. He's shitting in the woods and everything. <laughs> uh, and Archie's trying to be like, Sweet Pea, it wasn't Reggie. Come on, we gotta stop this. No. Doesn't matter if it wasn't Reggie. It was a Northsider. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they took everything. They took our school. They took our our club. They took Fangs. That's a that's a big one right there. And just as like the two sides are getting ready to go at it, and Weatherby busts down a door with some <laughs> other teachers, and they all have their own bats. <laughs> what the hell are you boys doing here? And he wasn't even there to, like, protect the school. It was just his night in their, like, antique baseball league 
They, they were yeah. doing that gloveless old-timey baseball. <laughs> I prefer to think that they actually, like, what every kid thinks growing up is that they actually live at the school. <laughs> and they woke up to the sounds of, like, riots, and they're like, we have to protect our, our own. <laughs> we have to protect the history textbooks. Well, yeah, have Wait, you? And I'm trying to remember. Their budgets, they cannot they replace they those. They cannot afford it. They don't have the money. The glass in the trophy case that Sweet Pea uh, broke, that's coming right out of their pay. Yep. That's why they have to live in the school. They can't afford to live anywhere else. They all moved into that closet yeah, where Jughead yeah. stayed. That's, that's where Weatherby's been staying for like a year because he doesn't make enough money to own a house. There's a four high bunk bed in that closet now. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if Weatherby had like a white tank top on or did he have like <laughs> just a white shirt and it was like unbuttoned or something. He was in casual wear. He was yeah. not wearing an undershirt on the outside. Uh, I like the idea that he was, like, <laughs> torn off sleeves or something, like, ready, go. Yeah, he was there for his GQ photo shoot. <laughs> GQ is the magazine GQ. for very uh, uh, well-to-do pigeons. Well-to-do pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. With monocles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Betty goes home, and there's blood. Mm-hmm. On the counter, which she cleans up with she's, some Windex. She's I think. got practice. They yeah. got that good Windex. Uh, Jughead gets to the school and and gets it gets filled in by Archie that well the serpents ran and this happened and gets interrupted by Pop calling or no. There's th- so many god dang <laughs> phone calls. So so Jughead comes, gets filled in. Jughead leaves. Archie gets a phone call from Pops, who's like, hey. You have a friend here, and I think he needs help, and it's Reggie. Because Pop Tate is the closest thing this town has to a social worker. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Someone who can recognize at-risk youth. I think Pop is trained as, like, a crisis counselor. Yes. (laughs) He knows how to intervene. (laughs) Yep. He's also the uh, only person that answers the suicide helpline (laughs) in Riverdale. Because no he's the only person that knows how to do anything. No wonder the place is 24 hours. If he ever goes <laughs> off the clock, tragedy. He's the only person there. He's also like the one you call if like your dog's lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or um, if you smell gas, he'll notify the gas company. I'm writing in Pop Tate for the mayor's race. But then how would he have the time? Yeah. Uh, what you don't know is that on top of the diner is the tornado siren. He's the one that tests it every first Tuesday of the month. I would not doubt that. That's why people are always going up to the roof. There are stairs there yeah. for that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it makes sense. Betty gets a phone call. She's very nervous, and she thinks it's the Black Hood calling her. But it's FP who is calling to let her know that her father has come to the hospital, and there's a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she does not ask what his injuries are. So, like, all of this circumstantial evidence is weighing very, very heavily yeah. that Hallows the Black Hood, but there's nothing explicitly confirming. No. They're, they're just edging, edging to it. Well, it's one of those things where you're like, well, there's a lot of people bleeding right now, yeah, so... right, right. Uh, Hermione and Veronica are, are fighting back at home about the, the million dollars, and Veronica's like, he's not using my million dollars as a bounty. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, no, your father has secret funds. Funds for this type of stuff. Like shit. Fuck that. Uh, so Veronica rushes into the office and locks her mom out and starts going through everything. Every drawer, every uh, little hidey hole she knows of. But you know what? Veronica Lodge does not deal in such 
paltry things as bobby pins. No. She picks locks with a goddamn knife. That was like a letter opener. It stabs just the same in a pinch. <laughs> um, and she finds a folder in there filled with pictures of Hermione and Fred when mm-hmm. they were smooch buddies. And a fully pre-written article about uh, Fred Andrews's failures as a family man, his, his complete lack of moral fiber. Yes. So, so back at Pops, Archie's talking. Archie's uh, there with Reggie and Moose and Kevin, mm-hmm. and they're like so, the new crew. I'm glad yes. Kevin got upgraded to full bulldog status. I, I guess he's on the wrestling yeah. team. He's a letterman. He's, he's, yeah, we've seen him play a sport. He's allowed to join them. He's really good at his sport. He is. And so they're asking, like, did Hiram put you up to this, Reggie? Is he's the one that like they don't even have to, to ask? Him? Archie knows. Yeah. During this, there's a lot of commotion and cars and yelling that happen outside, and Archie calls Jughead and is like, hey, your serpents are here, like... I thought we were cool, man. He's like, no, I have all the serpents back at the White Worm, like... After calling them down from, like, burning the clump house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is where we find out, it's the ghoulies. It's the ghoulies! <laughs> and they got... They're back, baby! They got their bats with, like, nails in them, and they're, One like, guy has a whole dang exhaust pipe from a car. It's, like, six feet. And I'm pretty sure they all, like... With a muffler on it. Touch some, like, shoe polish and just, like, rub their eyeballs. Yeah, the ghoulies look like the only people in the world that love both ska and kiss. Yeah. I don't understand their taste, but I love the aesthetic. I'm trying to think of a way to combine ska and kiss, but there's... You can't. It would be the worst music known kiss. to man. Uh, that sounds too snake-like. It, it's not very Scoss. 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 I love you forever. There are so many phone calls that we somehow missed one of my favorite lines. I don't even remember what phone call it was what in. One? We're kind of busy. A riot broke out. <laughs> I think, this I think was, that was Alice. I thought Anybody it was calling? Archie to Veronica in the school, maybe. No, I thought that was when Betty called Alice at, at the register, like, you need to leave. And she's like, be. no, we're kind of busy right now. There's a riot. We're kind of busy. A riot broke out. It's a very English understatement. It, it strikes me as a very polite British way to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it was said with, like, cutting irony. Yeah. Uh, at Pops, they, they are barricading the place. Dropping down below the windows. Uh, the police station won't answer. They're a little uh, busy harassing teenagers. Yep. That are, like, on the surgery table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, windows are being broken, and Archie goes to Pop and is like, Hey, Pop, do you have a gun? And Pop's like, No, I saw enough gunfire in the war, Archie. Not with Fred. In the war. In the war! What war do we think Pop Tate was in? I'm guessing Vietnam? He looks like he might be a Nam-era guy. I would have to be. I mean, he's not quite young enough for, you know, the Gulf War. No, it's gotta be. Did he invade Grenada? Did Pop Tate invade Grenada? Maybe. Maybe. But I'm just like, oh, oh, Pop. Oh, Pop. This is is not good for you. But he's also (laughs) like- Just imagine Pop Tate, like, uh, throwing his medals over the fence and burning his draft card. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of Pop Tate's, like, tragic backstory. Yeah. Like, what if he was drafted in and, like, yeah, he was, he was one of those things where he was, like, you yeah. know, the cook 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, everyone died around him. Of food poisoning. No, of, like, everything else. <laughs> but but he just kept trying to, like, take care of people by making them, like, food. And, like, no, we're gonna make it. You'll pull through. You just gotta stay strong. That one guy kept trying to drop children's ears into the soup. And he's like, no, no, that's actually very bad. Please don't do that. We're going with very different tragic backstories <laughs> here. But sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> I think we agree that Pop's the only one that made it from oh, his- Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Okay. Um, if you would like to know more of Pop Tink's <laughs> tragic backstory, uh, that is one of the issues of the ongoing Riverdale comic. The It's not about the war, it's though. It's not about the war. It's, it's him telling Betty about three stories set in and around the diner. Yeah. And it's also the one they gave out for free comic book day yeah. last weekend. Yeah. So there you go. After Pop's like, no, I don't have a gun. He is like, there are still lots of bottles of booze, Archie. And, you know, there are those stairs up to the roof. So, like, if you could get up there with bottles of booze, are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you get it, Archie? Archie got it. And we are lighting bottles of booze on fire. Yes. So we can throw them. It's really the only thing to do with flaming alcohol. Yeah. If you uh, drink it, you're just a jerk. Yeah. So Archie's up on the roof uh, throwing... Firebombs. Mm-hmm. And uh, then a police car shows up. And no, it is not the new sheriff. It is... The old sheriff. Keller's there, and he's got Fred, and, and he's got FP. Like, b- before this, I like made a note, like, wow, this new Warriors remake is looking wild. And then the head ghoulie asked them to come out to play, and I'm like, fuck you. You took the wind out of my sails. You stole my joke. God dang it. <laughs> Uh, but Keller gets out of the car and, like... He, he pumps his shotgun. He pumps his shotgun, shoots it in the air, and all the ghoulies run off. Which I, I don't think is allowed as a private citizen, but who would convict him today of all days? He's doing the job no one else is doing right now. <laughs> and we find out that, you know, Keller may have turned in his badge, but he hasn't turned in his cruiser yet. Or his shotgun, apparently. Because it's been two days. These things take time. <laughs> Kevin is just so proud, and he's taking some pictures, and he's just, you know, oh yeah, those hot Riverdale dads to the rescue. Kevin, that's your own father. What the fuck? <laughs> he can recognize that his father is, a, is would be hot to some people. I can't. Your dad's not a hot Riverdale dad to the rescue. We're all grateful for that. So I don't know why, why your dad's involved in this. I'm just saying, I can't put myself in Kevin's shoes. I don't I don't understand what that feeling would be like. Well, okay, if Sheriff Keller was your dad, would you understand? If Sheriff Keller was my dad, I'd be like, you deserve better than Attorney McCoy. She's going through some rough stuff. Yeah. But I, I do love when they all, like, get all three of them in shot when they're first coming there. Because you got, like, Keller with the gun. Mm-hmm. Fred's, like, strutting. <laughs> uh, he got off his bike and is removing his helmet and letting his hair flow. Like a goddamn Fidel <laughs> Sassoon boy. <laughs> It's the best. It's good. It's the best. Jughead calls during this and checks in. I don't remember what they talked about. Uh, but over at the White Worm, it's having quite a argument with Sweet Pea. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Pea's blaming Jughead for getting Fang shot, blaming him On for- On top of everything like, else. All the, the ghoulies old thing is all because of you. are coming out. Yes. So they need action, not just sitting here and waiting. Jughead's like, just give me an hour. Give me an hour. Don't leave. At the lodges, Veronica has been like, Mom, do you know about this thing? Do you know about this folder and this stuff? And you know what? Hermione does know about it. She says. She says. Maricel Nichols is playing it as if she knows, like, 70% of what's in there. Yeah. Like, some of it seems, like, a little surprising. She knows just enough to say yes. Yeah. 
Hermione's trying to defend Hiram. Mm-hmm. And Veronica's like, no, daddy's a, a man who always puts someone else in the line of fire. Mm-hmm. And he's always putting you there. He's always putting everyone else but himself. Continuing her point from the end of, of last week, when Hiram made Hermione go to the debate, even though it was likely she would be shot at. And she yeah. was indeed shot at. Yeah. Yeah. Hiram calls Pop to to check in on things. And uh, Pop's like, oh, yeah, things were bad, but, you know, Fred came and helped, and, uh, you know, we're all good now. Yeah, the, that, uh, that Fred Andrews, and people are calling him heroes. Yeah, things, things are okay. So he hangs up with a smile and then has a hissy fit and breaks his phone on the dashboard of the limousine. It's so good. Hiram, not yeah, Pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's, that's great to hear, Pop Tate. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Pop has this giant-ass man comes in, and he's like, well, is that Hiram? He's an old friend of my father. Is that a faint Canadian accent I hear? It's fucking Small Fry, and he's not a Small Fry. Small Fry is a 20-pound sack of tater. He's huge. Small Fry is, like, a, a super, super size? <laughs> super, super, super size? Small fry is that order you can't get anymore since they passed a law. There, it's too many calories. It's it's like three times the legal limit of calories you can get in a fry. The entire state of Idaho has come knocking for Hiram Lodge. We're not like saying this dude's like fat. No. This guy's like giant in every way. They, u- they use like Peter Jackson camera angles to make him look 12 feet tall. He does. <laughs> I like he's he's bigger and broader, but it's like this height thing. Like I feel like Pop's even like, "Whoa, you're so tall!" Fuck. <laughs> so so Betty's at the hospital. Oh, it seems so good. <gasps> like from here on out. She, oh my god. She checks in with the nurse. She says, "Hey, my father's here." Uh, oh yeah, going. He's in that room. She goes in there. She pulls back the curtain. She does not find her dad. She finds the doctor who is dead. All bloody filled of blood. Oh my god, where did all that blood come from? And then, and then she gets a call from the Black Hood. On the hospital room phone. <laughs> and he says, we keep missing each other. We keep missing each other. And that she needs to come home so they can talk and finish this. Uh, and by the way, your mother's here. Betty. And you need to be here in ten minutes and don't call the police or I will slit her throat in the living room. <gasps> the carpet hasn't been Simonized, Betty. <laughs> ah! It's going to ruin the resale value. Betty, your equity is at stake. Betty knows she's been written out of the family well already. <laughs> like, she knows. She's not getting anything. Meanwhile, Jughead gets a phone call, because we're all on phone <laughs> calls here, uh, from Penny. Yes, Penny, back in action. I love Penny. And she is, again, chewing that scenery, just making every line count. I love her performance. Uh, and, sh- and she wants to uh, meet up with Jughead to talk, or she's going to start carving into the face of his girlfriend. Betty? No. The, Tony. The other one. The pink one. Yeah. Your Southside Shiksa. O- over at the Cooper household, Betty rushes in, and Alice is just sitting there on the sofa like nothing's wrong. What's up? And Betty's freaking We're on out. house arrest because there's riots in the streets. Yeah, like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you're safe. And she's like, we have to go. We have to go. Like, we need to go. What are you talking about? 
Oh, here's your father. He wants to watch home videos. Always and, a red flag. And Jesus Christ. Never don't, good. Don't ever watch home videos. Why do we take home videos? Because you should never watch them. It's never a good idea to watch them. Especially if you have to get out a reel-to-reel machine with a No. That's going to be murder. A murder video. Every time. Or like child porn. Every They can't quite do that on the CW, and for that, I'm thankful. Yeah. But every time. And she's like, you know, I figured, why not? It's a riot outside. We can't go anywhere. Might as well watch these videos. (laughs) Hal's like, you're going to enjoy this, Betty. We're all fun. We're going to have a great time. We're a family. Betty, sit down. So so they're watching them. This this video, it's not of of Betty as a child. It's not of Polly. It's it is Hal. a Hal, little eight or so year old Hal, with with his mother, Just uh, sitting like a good little boy in the laundry room, being lectured that all sinners have to die. Uh, remember, I'm making this so you never forget what your daddy sacrificed. Uh, that your daddy took the took care of that Conway family because sinners have to die. And you can do better. We'll all be better. <laughs> And remember, we need to protect your daddy. <laughs> it just keeps going and going. Where this child's this, being fucking brainwashed. This little brainwashed boy is like, yep, sinners have to die, mommy. You have to protect daddy. Yes, I'll be better. <gasps> and then Hal's like, hey, Alice, take out your tape recorder because I need you to record this. And Alice is like, what the fuck is this bullshit? What is going on here? What what is this? What, what? Shut up, Alice, for once in your life. <laughs> and I would normally cheer for that, but it's the fucking Black Hood saying this. Yeah. So I can't really be on his side. And he's like, I, I want to tell my story. Our story. But before you tell your story, Hal, I have to interrupt and I have to say that home videos of this period did not record sound. No. They were all silent films. Yeah. But we'll roll with it. It's fine. See, what we didn't it's actually fine. know was he was doing the voices. He's amazing. He has three voices. He has four voices. Yeah. Regular Hal, Black Hood, Baby Hal, and, and Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's really fucking creepy. <laughs> That's why Betty was so disturbed by this. Was that like, makes sense. Why is, why is Daddy talking like Grandma? <laughs> okay. Oh, 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 okay. So what we find out is Grandpappy Cooper was not murdered, his brother. But the other way around, Grandpappy Cooper killed Grandpappy Blossom. And took the name Cooper for them. So to hide, to, to get a new identity and, and be and escape that charge. And and the Conway family knew, so they had to be taken care of, and there was only one survivor, as we know, which was Mr. Spenson. Mm-hmm. So generationally the, the bullet points. Yeah. Betty's great-grandfather killed his brother. Yes. Betty's grandfather killed all but one of the family that knew about it. Yes. Betty's father, as a, as a small child, convinced that small child to peg the, the innocent traveling salesman that got lynch-mobbed that yeah. we learned about uh, weeks and weeks ago. Yes. And now there's Betty is, is the last generation and she doesn't know what the fuck to do about any of this. Uh, especially as Hal goes into about how he has a darkness inside of him like his father did, like his grandfather did, and like Betty does. And he he go goes into a thing of like, who am I, Betty? 
Who yes, am I? It's so Say good. it. Say who I am. She's like, I'm Black Hood. Oh. And what did I do? You shot Mr. Andrews. You killed Miss Grundy, the sugar man, Midge. Um, the doctor. The doctor. Which is why we have Jodie Whittaker. So uh, kind of a wash. Yeah. yeah. But the debate wasn't you. He's no, like, it wasn't. No. Good job. You get a gold star. Yeah. So over at the Andrews household, uh, Fred and Archie just got home. Fred's like, I'm going to go take a shower. Archie's going to like close up the house, I guess. Uh, Archie's going to find out where their dog's been for the last four months. Yeah. Where, where's your dog? Feed your dog. <laughs> uh, and he finds the back door open. And uh... then there's the black hood. <gasps> and it tackles him. And it pulls a gun. And then Fred... Wax the Black Hood. After a protracted fight, like, Archie gets a judo flip, and yeah. there's some punching, and of course, like, every fight in a home, in a, a TV show, yeah, they destroy a coffee table. Every single time. Every time. I don't, I think tables are made better than that. <laughs> That's a Walmart table. Walmart table, yeah. yeah. I think even Ikea's better than that. Fred comes in with a baseball bat, because this town fucking loves baseball. Well, it's Archie's door watching baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> it's slathered in amphetamines uh, and, and uh, beats off the Black Hood. I guess it is a pretty sexy show. But then, yes, the Black Hood does pull out his gun. His gun, mind you. <laughs> Shoots Fred. Again. And Fred falls into Archie. Again. Arms. And the Black Hood runs off. But no, Fred... Fred is good. Fred is wearing a bulletproof vest that Keller made him put on before he went to Pops. How much stuff did he not turn in yet? He turned in nothing. Nothing. He's Literally like, you know just what? the badge. I'm losing my job. I'm keeping all the shit. He still has 10 uniforms hung up in the closet. He's fine. I'm assuming FP's wearing a bulletproof vest as well. Yeah. They all had them on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so as soon as Archie knows that his dad's okay, he, he just shoots out of the house trying to run after the Black Hood, but the Black Hood's gone. Mm-hmm. Next door. <laughs> next, next door. door. <laughs> they have really thick walls. Yeah. These are well-built homes. They did not hear gunfire next door. I hear gunfire from, like, t- 15 blocks down the street. Which is another reason our parents aren't allowed to listen to this show. Because they would know that. <laughs> but, like... Next door? You mm-hmm. you would hear that. Well, they're a little preoccupied because the, the paterfamilias is here talking about how his brainwashing kicked back in when he heard the Winter Soldier code words inside Betty's uh, uh, speech at Founder's Day in the season one finale. Yes. What she said is exactly what his mother said. The, the like, do better, be better stuff that's like word for word and, and it triggered something in his lizard brain. And so then we get the question of, why Why do you want this recorded? He wants everyone to understand when they find them. And you'll understand that implication if you listen to our C2E2 bonus podcast when we talked about Chris Benoit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking dark shit. Yeah. Jughead has gone to meet Penny. She is not alone. All the ghoulies are there. She's covered in ghouls. Uh, it's spooky scary. And one of the, the main ghoulie dude has a taser. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony is tied up. Things are looking tight and bad. Cheryl comes with her red hood and her bow and arrow. <laughs> with her vigilante gear. 
And Jughead brought back up too, because if anybody was going to save Tony, it better be Cheryl. I would have been incensed if it wasn't Cheryl. Payback, because she saved her, so now she's saving her. Yeah. Yeah. I want to think, because we did not see how, like, Cheryl became involved in this part. I want to think that as soon as Jughead found out that Penny had Tony, he called Cheryl. There was definitely a phone call. In this episode, it's always a phone call. But I want to think that it was like, I need to let her know. Because they're important to each other. And Cheryl's like, Jughead, I fucking got this. <laughs> I, yeah, there, there needs to be a, a scene where she's like, my quarry has been cornered. I now have another hunt. <laughs> they get Tony and they leave. That, that's after Jughead gets their demands. From a th- basically a, a threat from Penny, uh, mm. who's reminding him that when all your friends are dead, remember I gave you a chance to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Penny is moving in with the ghoulies to take over the south side because there's money to be made in the town with Pep. Yeah. So the the offer is that the serpents leave tonight. And survive. There will be a showdown with the ghoulies tomorrow at dawn. Yes. In in the park. Yes. Underneath the racist statue. Yes. So over at the lodges, uh, Small Fry shows up. Andre is no match for this mountainous man of starch. Andre, Andre is no more. Mm-mm-mm. Veronica and Hermione are arguing, and there's this giant boom, boom, boom on the door, and they're like, what the fuck? And then he just kicks down the door. Small Fry does not knock twice. He's coming he, he in. He did knock twice. He does, he does not-, not knock three times. Right. Twice on the pipe if the answer is no. Yeah. Uh, and he's all like, oh, you may know my father who goes by Papa Poutine. He told <laughs> Prepare me. Prepare to die. <laughs> He told me that if he was ever murdered, to take the lives of not the one who murdered him, but the ones that the murderer loved the most. Which in this case would also be Hiram, though, so you're kind of barking up the wrong tree. (laughs) I guess Andre was loved the most. (laughs) Because he was the first to go. But in this episode of all episodes, I can imagine Hiram Lodge, like, looking over the corpses of his wife and child and being like, Wasn't me. Well, time to start over, I guess. Dang it, happened again. He has, like, five other daughters that have died. Yeah, time for contingency plan C on this mayor business. This one really lasted the longest, but I guess (laughs) it's time to do it again. Uh, So they take off running to another room and lock themselves in, but it's no match for Small Fry, who just knocks down the door again. Yes. Uh, Hermione is busy getting uh, bullets in a gun and then just, like, opens fire on Small Fry. And his and the fries are spills fall- everywhere. He's flying like confetti. <laughs> he, he will be buried under a mound of cheese curds, as is the family tradition. Back at the White Worm, there, there- there's a choice to be made. There's a it's- choice. And Jughead is saying... All right, we, we got to live to fight another day. This isn't even our territory anymore. What's the point in in uh, getting ourselves broken over it? And uh, Tony is with Sweet Pea and the others who are like, no, this no. is like, this was our home. The trailer park was our home. This is our place. Uh, if this is the end, we go down fighting, not not a coward's death. Yes. Uh, and then FP comes in and is like... <sighs> This is when we find out Fangs didn't make it! And I'm FP re- has a very solemn announcement to make. That that Fangs did not survive. I really didn't think that was gonna happen. I didn't we did not get enough Fangs. Oh, oh we didn't get enough Midge either. But no. like if if these but, are going to matter, they 
The killers have to actually be killers. I know. It was just like we were just starting to get a little bit more of things, and I was really excited Image. about that. Yeah. <sighs> Who's Kevin going to date now? His I dad, guess apparently. He I he's guess really Kevin hot. and Moose now get together. There you go. Silver linings. Who's an optimist? Hey. Or Joaquin can stay. Joaquin can stay. He was in town to human traffic a guy who can be shipped FedEx now, so it's not a big deal. He's free. Uh, FP says that they will will vote, and those who are for giving them hell on the battlefield. And everybody puts their fangs up for fangs. Is that just their, like, snake thing? They, they do their snake fang yeah. sign. It's like little bunny foo-foo is very sad. Little bunny foo-foo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bunny foo-foo sad because Fangs is dead. Yeah. So her her ears are droopy. So yeah, everybody votes to fight except Jughead and the camera lingers on him. And you think like, oh, it's it's lingering. So like he'll eventually be like, yeah, we all fight together. Uh -uh. But no, Uh -uh. he does not. I would like to point out that Cheryl votes in all this too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Cheryl's like, yep, I'm here. Uh, so back at the Cooper household, uh, Alice is just, oh, Alice. Alice is in her glory. She, I wrote I wrote a lot of what she said down. She opens so up with, I can't say I'm surprised. And right there, I'm like, excuse me? Because you were very she, surprised one minute ago. I always knew you were a mama's boy. <laughs> knew you couldn't do anything for yourself. Nice. Can't do anything right, even being a serial killer. Why is that something you want him to do right? But please, continue. He can't do anything, okay? Please, continue. Cleanse the town of sin? You are a sinner. Fred was an adulterer? Why didn't you kill yourself? Or me? And this makes Hal start choking her. (laughs) While I'm, like, over here applauding. Like, yes, Alice! That was the best, like, Alice moment ever. That's that's how you turn Alice Cooper into a hero. Uh, and and during this, Betty's well, just slowly like slinking over to, to the, the fireplace, fireplace tools, yeah, to get her favorite trusty tool. There's more stuff about FP. She yes. says that while she was running around with them, he was more of a man in like every way, every degree. Yeah. Basically, we get a confirmation that FP got a big old dick. Yeah. 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 And he's like he's way more than you could have ever been. And Hal Cooper is the kind of guy who, like, orders pills from a shady website in Japan. Oh, yeah. Has a pump. Like, yeah, that's that's Hal Cooper. So so Betty grabs the fireplace shovel, not the poker. She just loves shovels. She loves shovels. And she just whacks at him. And then Alice takes it again and just whacks at him again. (laughs) And he's down. Maybe she takes more after her mother, after all. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so over at the trailer, uh, Jughead and FP are in a big fight. Mm-hmm. Jughead's just like, you know, the ghoulies outnumber us. We can't do this. A hundred to one, even. He's like, I know, but we voted. He knows that they made the poor decision. Yes. But it's the only decision he could have made and still kept the group. Yes. This is one of the, the things he's had to do time and time again since before Jughead was even born. Yeah. And boy, if you're going to be a leader, you got to understand these things. And if we're going down, we're going down with a fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and But but this scene opens with FP, like, reading a, a book at a time. What is he reading at a time like this? What, what is this notebook he has open? Is he doing, like... 
is is he also the treasurer of the serpents? Is he doing a ledger? I, I don't know. I, I did not see what he but was reading. He, he throws it off the table with a dramatic flourish once yes. this fight kicks off. Uh, yeah, so FP talks about he's going to rally the reserves. And he just, like, leaves, and Jughead, of course, like, whips off his his beanie. That's when you know shit's getting real. (laughs) And he looks at the black hood wall. From his dad's chair. Not black hood wall, but, like, south side buy-up wall. Yeah, his his murder board, but it's a murder of a culture, man. Yeah. But I I love that, yeah, he takes his dad's throne in order to see the big picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, check it. It's a theme. Uh, so Jughead calls Hiram and is like, so I, I know you're behind all this. You're behind Fangs getting killed. And he's you're just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have time for this, you small teenager. No, no, no. You're behind this. You're, you're buying up everything. You're behind the ghoulies, Penny. And because you can't buy us, you, you paid the ghoulies and Penny to go to war with us. How much is that costing you, by the way? I have a counter offer. And he's very interested in this as he's walking towards Penny. Yeah, he's walking toward a, a very blurry figure in the haze. And once we get to that point, we, we see Penny in focus. Yes. Ah-ha-ha. Hiram goes home uh, and finds Andre dead. And then rushes into the upstairs where he finds Veronica and Hermione sitting at a table. Smithers would have stopped Small Fry. I just right? want to put that on the record. Right. Smithers would have been like... Young man, you you seem bothered. How can I help? And, like, they would have had a good cry. Yeah, I would have yeah. thought Smithers would have just thrown, like, a grenade at him. <laughs> That's not the Smithers way. <laughs> Smithers is uh, his own town's pop tape. And so they greet him by letting him know that there's another dead body over there. And uh, it's your mess, Daddy. You clean it up. Oh. A- any second-to-last episode line that includes Daddy, it's mm-hmm. a good line. Yeah. Why why didn't Betty get to say daddy? She's scared of her daddy right now. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't Kevin say hot Riverdale daddies? Because that would just be a little too much. Okay. So back at the Coopers, uh, Hal is getting arrested, not by the sheriff, by the old sheriff. Sheriff Keller is there to arrest. Doing a citizen's arrest, I suppose. And Archie and Fred watch this happen, and Betty fills Archie in that her dad was the Black Hood, and he's like, wait. Did you see him, like, leaving my house? Because he tried to shoot my dad again. Like, an hour ago. I'm surprised you didn't hear it, because, Like, we live right next door, and there was multiple gunshots. But no, that's impossible. And then Jughead calls Betty, because the phone calls must continue. He's very serious, and is happy to hear your voice. And I love you, and I'll never stop loving you, and I'll see you soon, and he hangs up. There's a heavy subtext of goodbye. Goodbye. I'm gonna go die now. Yeah. We we go over to where Jughead is, mm-hmm. which is going to Penny. He's turning himself in one-on-one. Um, well, one-on-a-thousand, I guess. And, and the deal is that if he hands himself over, there'll be no bloodshed tomorrow, which... It's totally not actually what the deal is, because they're still planning to go to war. (laughs) They're just going to beat the shit out of him. First. First. And Penny wants to make sure that as the ghoulies are bashing his head in, they do it not quite enough that he dies, because she wants to carve a pound of flesh off first. She's read her Shakespeare. She's an intelligent one. Yeah. 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 Uh, So Betty calls FP. And it's like, uh, 
do you know where he is? He's not. Where Jughead called. It's Things 11 are bad. o'clock on a Saturday. Do you know where your son is? And FP instantly knows. And he's like, Tony, where was Penny? <laughs> and he, he, he goes back at the, the lodges. Uh, Hiram's, Hiram took care of stuff. And he's like, no one will be asking questions. He, he reaches out to touch Veronica on the shoulder and she shudders. She cannot stand to be in the presence of her father. It's so good. She's like, I found your file. It's like, oh, well, your mother understands all this in a way you don't. You gotta keep sight of the big picture. It's what I've always taught you. I'm not the one who lost sight, daddy. Oh, oh always with the daddy. So then everyone, Betty, Tony, Cheryl... Everyone's like rushing to to the site where Tony has led them. FP comes out of the woods carrying Jughead's limp body <laughs> that is completely covered in blood. Oh, it's Passion of his, the Christ. His arm carved out. Uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa tweeted out that like he he was inspired by the the famous. Uh, image of Batman carrying the dead body of Jason Todd, mm-hmm. but it looks way more like Jim Caviezel. He has that much blood. Yeah. Oh. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end. So, darling, what'd you think? So many phone calls. So many phone calls. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Sprint PCS. <laughs> I enjoyed this. It was so much. It was so much. It was so fast, but it was such good things Mm -hmm. the way that they never lost sight of injecting character into all of the things that happened yes veronica's shudder the the way that when the going gets tough archie and jughead are just a a unit yes alice's tirade how many times have we seen her do that as the villain but now she she's using it for good yeah (laughs) she was using it to buy time yeah 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 um I mean, so many times we talk about how, like, they move so fast, and it's like, oh, we want them to slow down, we want them to do less. But this is one of those episodes where it they did it so well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I don't mind. Right. And, I mean, th- there are some points where that's less true. Uh, having Tony mostly there as bait. Yeah. But then her little moment where, like, she's always been in Jughead's corner as the reasonable one before, but no, Fangs fucking died. We go to war. Yeah. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was also taken as a hostage. Yeah, like, we don't roll over for that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of good moments, though. That scene with Reggie calling Hiram. Oh. Like, that just, like, takes care of, like, understanding everything. Yes. I'm so glad he's a series regular now because, like, I've enjoyed what parts of Reggie we've seen the whole time. Mm-hmm. But like this, this is a foundation for a real ass plot. This yeah. is like a real character can grow from like being set up to be this villain and then being betrayed. And so now you're definitely the bad guy, but you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have anybody taking care of you on any side. Reggie's fucked. Yeah. And like there there are stories there. Yes. Yeah. Not not that I know that they will like think they will really do anything with it, but I think even the fact that like just that scene where you find out Midge's mom mm. was the one who did it. Like, there's mm. so much they could do with that if they wanted to. It, it would kind of fucking suck if uh, Midge's mom becomes a bigger character in the Archie show than Midge. Well, I don't, <laughs> I'm not thinking about her being like a reoccurring. Yeah, but like I feel like they have another one to two episodes where they could like. 
mm-hmm. have certain characters having to interact with that. Yes. Yes. And de- and her having to deal with like, what she did. She killed a teenager who had nothing to do with anything. I think I I want to see a scene mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. interaction there of that. Yeah. In in this portion of last week's episode, we were talking about how I was really on board for Hal being the Black Hood yes. and not being a switcheroo because they they marinated in it because there is a lot of a, a lot of potential for what it meant for Betty having to actually face her father and say you're the Black Hood you did this this and this and we got a scene that was exactly that. Mm-hmm. How did you enjoy it? <laughs> I. Really liked it. <laughs> See, and I don't know why I always expect it to be something I wouldn't like, because usually it's something I like. But I was anticipating, because we've seen it for so long, like we've known, we felt that it was him for so long, that... Yeah, what, what episode was it where, like, in the prediction section, I just said, what color are Hal's eyes? Like, it was like the second or third episode of season two? Something. Hal was a suspect for, like, the longest time. Right, 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 right. He, lo- he was one of the ones where, like, yeah, I bet they're going to do that. I hope they don't do that. Just because I didn't think it would live up mm-hmm. to what it could. But I was wrong. It's a hell of but a payoff. The whole, they, like, house arrest thing. Well, and I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if they would, I am. Um, it's how they did it. It's with Betty going to the hospital where you think she's going to find it out. And she doesn't. But mm-hmm. then that call... And the fear she has running into the house, and her mom's perfectly fine. And up until the brainwash video, you still think there's a chance it could all be yeah. coincidence. And then it's just so fucking messed up and deep mm-hmm. with that video. I think what really makes it, like, so good, mm-hmm. I hate to use the word good for this, but good, <laughs> is the fact Com- compelling? that- Compelling? Well, yeah, that it's not just like, oh, I decided to do this. Mm-hmm. Or I have darkness and timing this, but like there's this backstory. Yeah, this fact, like seeing like him as this child and how fucking messed up his family was too. Yeah, and that, and it's only at least in a metaphorical sten- sense a step or two more fucked up than Betty's. Yeah, um, and it's like this chain of it. Like if it would have just been like, oh, I have a darkness and I do this thing. Like, no, that's not enough. I think that's what I was worried about, was they just, like, kind of brush off why he does it. Yeah. It's been tied into so much more. And connecting it to so many things. Right. Is what makes it better. There's chapter 34, whatever the title is. But let's remember, the the world still does not know who the second the Black second Hood is. The second Black Hood is. We know. I think we know. Who do we think we know? It's Hiram. We think we know it's Hiram? I think it's Hiram. Okay. I think it was fucking Hiram who just <laughs> shot Fred. Because he wrestled Archie. <laughs> That's what I was really like. It's Hiram. Also, Hiram had, like, the jacket on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, I think that's that, who went to kill him. He was also so pissed off at Fred about right. going to Pops and, like, saving the day. Yeah, that that's uh, mayoral contingency C right there yeah. is just assassinate Fred. Yes. So, yeah. so I guess that, that's, I guess that was a- one of my predictions. I thought it might be an, another capo. Like maybe uh, Anthony or Albert or Arthur. Yeah. But it's weightier if it really is just Hiram. Should I like save that? Because no, it's, it's fine. Okay. That's a special prediction. Okay. Like we don't know. We don't know. But no like, one knows. But I think. I think it's it, Hiram. That's a that's a good one. That's a good one. Are we going to do a moral? 
Yeah, yeah, Riverdale, what is your wisdom? What, what is the wisdom, darling? I, we've alluded to it, but I think the, the greatest moral of this story is to always get the unlimited talk and text plan. <laughs> Just imagine this story set 30 years ago. Yeah. Everybody would be killing everyone in the streets and not know why. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, here's, here's the moral. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to kind of piggyback off this. Group text. It, it all goes down in the group text. Think about it. The amount of phone chain stuff that was going on here where, like, this person's now finding this out. This person's now finding this one. Like, just for everyone to figure out, like, Reggie didn't shoot. Oh, my God. Just, it took so, like, we just, just read like, the slack. Just read the fucking slack. Here. Group text, guys. It wasn't Reggie. Just so we all know. Keep up with my Snapchat stories and you will know who the killer is. Instagram live. Instagram live, guys. <laughs> wasn't him. I thought you were my friends. You need to pay attention to the real-time shit. That's right. Hashtag Fang's dead. Sad. Oh, uh, so let's- I wonder is Joaquin just hiding out in the basement during all this? Because, like, he can't leave got, right now. I got warrants. I can't- I can't be seen. <laughs> He's just, like, in the bathroom of the trailer, like, sleeping in the tub. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, when serpents sleep in tubs in the second to last episode of the season, they're dead of a heroin overdose. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Joaquin is sleeping under the bed. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. He's just crawled under there. What? I found Vegas. Whoa. Oh, no. We, we already have one prediction under our belt that the fake hood yeah. is, is a copycat lodge. Yeah. Why I also think it's going to go this route mm -hmm. is because Archie was starting to, like, zoom in on his eyes and mm. having the flashback to the eyes. And just before it went back, which is normally where, like, he sees the same eyes or whatever or sees that it's not the eyes, is when uh, Fred hit him and he fell. So just before he had the moment to recognize him. Recognize or not recognize yeah, the yeah. eyes as down. Okay. So let's get into some other predictions. I got a prediction. One of the ghoulies ate Jughead's tattoo skin. Just cuz. Just for the hell of it. Penny sewed it over her scar of oh. where Jughead cut oh. hers off. And Jughead is now a part of her and has made her whole again. I like that. <laughs> if it weren't the tattoo. If it were like the same patch of forearm, I would like that. But I don't think she wants to be in the serpents anymore. So that one, it mixes the symbolism. But it's like... But I like it a lot. It's like aside her, from that. her it's, victory it's her, treasure yeah, type thing. It's though. her eye for an eye. Yeah. I, I really like that part of it. But I don't think she'd want to have the tattoo. What if What if she like tattoos over the tattoo with the snake getting stabbed by something? Yeah, yeah. Fuck that snake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we are agreed. Yeah. <laughs> the rift has been healed. Yeah. Uh, Fred is going to win the mayoral election. Uh-huh. Uh, cause Veronica's gonna dish some dirt. She's gonna come out and, and break up the, the picture of the Lodge family as the United Front. We said October surprise 30 god dang times this episode. I got one of my own. Uh, and also because of Kevin's picture. Uh-huh. And also nothing helps your numbers better than surviving two assassination attempts. Yeah. In a row. I, Mayor Fred. I, I agree with all that, but I think, like, it'll be something where it's, like, a tight race or something, mm -hmm. and, like, Hiram's, like, oh, like, we gotta keep going, gotta keep going, recount or whatever, and Hermione's just, like, fuck you, I'm done. Oh, yeah. She, she... She, like, backs out. 
I would love to see Hermione turn on her husband. Like mm-hmm. it, it's been great to see Veronica do it, and hopefully it it comes to something really productive. I think, but for Hermione to join, yes, I think Hermione will turn. Mm-hmm. Like I see it, I see it. the The wheels turning and the connections happening. Yes, Betty will be a killer. This might be a season three prediction, or she'll be convinced that she will be a killer. It's it's in me. It is me. It's unavoidable at this point. I mean, I might not have been tied to a chair by my mom, but have you seen my mom? I've got some weird shit baked in here. Yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she already thinks she, already, she is. Yeah. She, she led Chick to the slaughter, except we never saw a body. I don't know. She Ma- also never asked, said, did you kill Chick? Yeah. Chick might be coming back. Do you think Chick's coming back next week? I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. Regardless, my prediction is Betty will wrestle with her genetic predisposition toward murder. Yeah. Yes, and might actually do some. Because why not? It's Riverdale. What if Betty kills Penny? What if Betty kills Penny? Don't you hurt my boy. Penny, who is Alice's sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no... That's been an idea I've had for a while. There's... I don't know if I've ever said it. I think you have. I think so. So she's going to get archery lessons from her cuz. Yeah. And she'll get her, her yellow hunting cape. Uh-huh. And then she'll put an arrow through Penny's heart. But then, as Penny's dying, find out that Penny's her aunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have failed this incorporated township. I think there's going to be a sheriff war. Sheriff war. War between sheriff dude I don't know his name of. Mm-hmm. And, and Keller. The hangman. Like, Look, I did your job for you, and I wasn't even sheriff. And the other sheriff will be like, well, that's illegal. You, you're impersonating an officer. I arrest you. <laughs> you really suck at your job, dude. Yeah. Look at these pictures uh, my son took that's in the paper about how awesome I am. I want this to be resolved by a fist fight. Yeah. I want a shirtless punch match in the rain. Oh, I want new sheriff to, like, insult Kevin or something. Oh, but fuck you did. And and I want Sheriff Keller to just fuck him up. Be like, don't you talk about my boy like that. <laughs> fuck me up, fam. Because he stands up for his boy. Oh, Sheriff Daddy. He oh. takes pictures of his boy at opening night. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And he makes sure that his home movies have sound because it's the 21st century. We can do that now. <laughs> uh, Kevin has taught him how to, like, use his phone to take camera like videos mm-hmm. so like sheriff keller's phone is just full of like little like 30 second clips of kevin 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 look i use the rule of thirds kevin look like, dad i'm just eating cheerios right now look at my depth of field <laughs> i use the street lamps for scale kevin look see what we don't know is that kevin and his dad like make stop motion pictures together at home with mm-hmm. little like Lego figures. They do Lego home movies. Yeah. Oh my god! And, like, is it all about wizards and, and shit? Yeah. And Kevin uses his little like D and D weird board game figurines with it too. And they like ah! at first, at first, Sheriff Keller didn't really understand, but they've really bonded as they've campaigned together. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And fought uh, the twelve realms of gnomes. The Twelve Gnomish Realms. Yeah. What were the Gnomish Realms getting up to? Do tell. Uh, realm number one. <laughs> Individually? <laughs> they, there were 12 separate heinous plans, all performed by gnomes? Well, there's 12 realms. Like, 
They all got their own things going on. Naturally. I mean, I think this is a story for another time. Okay, okay. So tune in for the Riverdale spinoff for kids. It's on Saturday mornings. <laughs> the 12 Realms of Gnomes. <laughs> We're still workshopping the title. We'll, we'll just do like 12 R G N. Yep. 12 yeah. Riggin. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of the hero, Riggin. Yeah. And then that's the end of the, the first season. Like, he finds out that he's named for realms of gnomes. Yeah. He has to confront the evil inside. Yeah. Exactly. Betty helps write it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so those are some predictions. Uh-huh. Now, what we know about next week is that it is probably called Brave New World. <laughs> Though. Who knows? These things can change at a moment's notice. <laughs> Multiple times. Brave New World, uh, again, most famous as uh, Aldous Huxley's dystopian novel about uh, a world of uh, consumerism and castes and recreational drug use that's completely hollow on the inside, but everyone thinks they're happy because they don't know how to be anything other than hollowly happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, there have been numerous film versions. The most famous came out in the 80s with Leonard Nimoy as uh, one of the, the highest ups in, in this society. Leonard Nimoy. That's how I heard it was told by a friend of a friend of an enemy. Why don't you just stick with Leonard Nimoy? Like some rube? <laughs> like the general public? Anyways, so the trailer. The trailer. Uh, there's people standing over a grave. Again. Cheryl puts on a serpent jacket, but That's, a bright red one. Yeah, she does. Hell yes. Archie is going on about making his bones. Once and for all. He like, says ah. this while clutching this huge ass knife. I think it's the one they did their, their palm yeah. pokies with. It was really nice. In the study. Not hearing about Archie's bones. <laughs> no, we just heard about FPs. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Uh, uh, Veronica is going to reveal all the secrets. She says this, like, from a balcony looming over her father in a bright red room. Uh-huh. Very striking image. Uh, Betty's wandering around with Sweepy. Ha ha ha. She loves the bad boys. Uh, and she's also talking, I think, to Hal at some point. The very, very bad boys. That's all I got. That's <laughs> all I could get out of it. But I, I would expect, if we are following the, uh, the format... Uh-huh. That we're going to have a lot of fallout, a lot of character moments as as everyone uh, reacts to the wild-ass shit that just happened uh-huh. and does some wild-ass shit of their own. So I feel the the grave shot is supposed to make some people panic and think that Jughead's dead. But it's Fangs. Like, it's Fangs. Or, or Midge. We had Midge's funeral. It's just, you don't see that it's, like, recently dug or anything. It's just oh. three people standing by a headstone. Okay. Like, it, it could, could be, be Fangs. It could be Midge. It could be it someone else. It could be Miss Grundy. It Who could knows? be Svensson. Yeah. Like, we don't know. But I think, I'm like, you put that there so people think Jughead's dead. But here's the question. How's Jughead? How will, is Jughead? Will he be in a hospital bed next episode? Will he be in a coma? Will he be walking around? What, what, how, what do you think? I think the end of the episode is going to be Jughead getting back on his feet yeah. and saying something that fixes the problem or inspires people. Like, I don't know what the conflict yeah. of chapter 35 is going to be, but I know in my heart it will be uh, resolved or maybe season three will be set up by Jughead 
dramatically standing and saying one line. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of ridiculous melodrama I need in my blood. Yeah. Here, here's what my hope. Jughead will be in very bad shape for most of the episode, which will call make FP call mom and Jelly Bean. Oh, you think we're going to get Jelly? And at the end of the episode, we will get to meet one or both of them. Going to blow raspberries on her little jelly belly. This is my, like, hope. Yeah. Because this would be the perfect thing to, like, bring them in. Yes, yes. And if anything can get him out of Ohio, <laughs> better be this. So, uh, one announcement about our next episode. Yeah. We've mentioned it before, but as a reminder, we're going to be traveling. Yep. So don't expect our uh, Thursday morning bright and early episode to be waiting for you. We're going to be in late. In your podcatcher. We're going to be late. But again, the silver lining is that means we're going to be watching the episode more than once through. We're going to uh, make a big deluxe episode with all of the, the great stuff that we usually don't get to for time. Because uh-huh. we're going to take our time and we're going to make it worth it because we love you. Yes. We won't be trying to get this done in time for us to go to bed at a recent hour, decent hour so we can go to work. And jury duty. And jury duty. I'm going to have a great time tomorrow, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you should just, like, the best way to get out of jury duty is just start talking about sex, Archie, to everyone. <laughs> I'll bring our business cards from C2E2 and Here hand it go. to the lawyers. There you go. There you go. Hey. Hey. Huh? 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 Last night's episode, pretty cray. Yeah. 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 So just, just a forewarning so you're not... Uh, caught unawares by that. It's going to be tough. It's going to be gonna real be, tough, It's going to be actually. really, really hard. It'll be good I don't have my phone on me during most of that. Exactly. We I can just, yeah. I oh, won't be able to see, like, any, spoilies. like, spoilers. Because I will not have my phone on me. I'm going to have to, like, stay off social media until we watch it. <laughs> uh, that's for us to deal with. Yes. Uh, another announcement. Uh, a ways back, I, I uh, visited... Friend of ours, Mark Soloff, and recorded one of his shows, Muffed Movies. Uh, this is a podcast where he gets some people together to recreate a classic film from memory. We did Jurassic Park. And the yeah. first part is now up at blastropodcast.com. That was so long ago. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, eventually it'll all be up. Part one takes you up through the, the birth scene with Dr. Wu and, and life finds a way. It does find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, during that break, you're going to have a little bit of time. Why not fill it by leaving us a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Google Play uh-huh. Podcasts? Uh, you could also tell a friend. Mm-hmm. If you have jury duty, maybe go tell them about what's going on. You yeah. can make a friend sitting next to you. Uh, Your Honor, did you know what Cheryl Blossom got up to in Chapter 27? It's worth a listen. Well, I was thinking more of, like, you and the hundred other people that are sitting, waiting to maybe even go back to be selected for jury duty, but probably not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You gotta make friends during that, because it is boring. (laughs) Both of these things, uh, those five-star ratings, those reviews, and that word of mouth especially... I'll help our show grow and and spread and and bring some some new ears and some new blood into it. Yeah. And you can also join the conversation on social media. Follow us on the Twitter. Next Thursday, ask us where an episode is, even though we've been talking about it for three weeks straight now. Yeah. It's not there. <laughs> we love you. See, now this is the hard part, because every third line this episode was a good a title for our show. Yeah. So... 
Uh, so with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant, and from us here at Sex Archie, hot Riverdale dads to the rescue. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my yeah. candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, with me. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, would you please?